I really miss like Kentucky Race News and Mid America because back in the day, those were that's how you got the word out. You know, that's how mm-hmm. you got the word out, or you advertised in a local newspaper, or whatever. That's how you got the word out. Kentucky Racing News every month. There'd be a story on Bob series, uh, an ad from a racetrack, Mid America, same way. Have my write ups in there from the previous week, blah, blah, blah. And uh, you don't have that anymore. Nobody, nobody reads their local newspaper anymore. I mean, anybody that's yeah. probably 40 and over, may, maybe, you know, yeah. I'm 40 and over, kind of, maybe, sort of. But anyway, <laughs> that is the younger generation, everything's on the phone, everything's yeah. on an app, everything's on the phone, and they don't. I mean, I'll be honest with you. The only time I ever look at it, well, I write a, a local racing column back home in Columbus, Indiana, goes to Seymour, Indiana, and all that. And a lot of people read that. But younger, I mean, I, I'm one. I get on and get on a newspaper website. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm looking at obituaries. I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying that because when you get older, it's like. I don't know. I'm not, not that I'm interested in that, but you never know who's going to, you know, the pop up a schoolmate or a friend or something that you didn't mm-hmm. know about. But of course, everything's on Facebook anymore anyway. But I mean, you used to read the newspaper for all kinds of stuff. I mean, you know, local news, sports, whatever, but uh, that's, that that's going to be gone. It's like a phone book, you know, I can't believe they still sell yellow pages. Yeah, I mean, they do. They still sell yellow pages because I get something in the mail. And basically, how many people still have a landline phone? Uh, right. I mean, the phone book's about, I mean, it used to be, you know, whatever like that. Yeah. And now it's like this. And right. it's like all these people that are 90 years and old that have a landline. Forgive me for saying that. 90 years old or old have a landline phone. But And then you got yellow pages. It's like, how do you like to be the person that goes and sells yellow pages anymore? Because all you need to do is just like Google something, right? Yeah. Google something yeah. and you find out about a business or whatever. You need to do this and that. You just Google it on your phone or, on, you know, whatever. It's like, you know, I can't even remember the last time I ever looked in a phone book. <laughs> and plus, I'm no. at an age. I'm at an age now that I, I wore gla- uh, reading glasses. I couldn't even I couldn't even read the darn phone numbers in a phone book. Right. Well, it, you're right. Everything is on Google today. I didn't realize they even sold yellow pages oh, yeah. now. But, Up here uh, in Indiana, they do. Yeah. Can you imagine being the person? Hey, this is so and so from the Yellow Pages. Would you like to buy an ad? And I'm sure it ain't cheap. No. Well, I didn't even know you were still around. <laughs> You'd have to be one hell of a salesman, that's for sure. If, you, if oh, you're selling yeah. Yellow Pages, you can sell anything. In, it's like selling Amway anymore. I mean, they yeah. sell Amway anymore. Yeah. Amway. You know what Amway was, or is, or was, or whatever. And I don't. Everything's on Amazon. Any, you, you know, yeah. You know, buy something special. I go to Amazon or go somewhere. You know, do something else. Yep. Yeah. Yellow pages. Yep. That's one for everybody right there. Kids yep. are like, what? Are, what is? What is he talking what about? What is it? What is a yellow page? Yeah. Yeah. What's a landline phone? Yeah. Heck, my my grandparents used to have a rotary phone. <laughs> when I stayed with them, it's like that's just, you know, that's just fun. As kids, me and my sister, we just play with a rotary phone. Yeah. We used to have a party line. For those out there that know what a party line is, you, we lived out in the country. Wes and Josh, you probably never heard of a party line, did you? You lived out I've in the country. It, never you live it. out in the country. You pick up the phone, and your neighbor would be talking on the phone. Yeah. To whoever. What the, the heck? I need to make a phone call. <laughs> you could listen to their conversation. Get hey, out Mary, the phone, Martha. Yeah. Hey, Martha, <laughs> how's your garden doing? 
<laughs> yeah. How's your husband? Is he out mowing the grass or what's he doing? Look, Don but I'm serious. Yeah, Don Adams. You, Donnie out. Adams, you know what I'm talking about. And it's like, <laughs> it was just the weirdest thing. And then yeah. that went away. And it's like, remember, you, there used to be telephone linemen. If you had a problem with your phone, if you had static in it or something was wrong with it, you had to call the phone company and they would come out and check it out. <laughs> yeah, now we just tell Siri who to call. Right, or you go to Verizon store or AT&T or whoever you got, and you just go there and they fix your problem. But yeah, that's the if you had a phone, if you had static in your phone, it was the line that it got water in or something, or if you got struck by lightning, and they come <laughs> out and, and it was in and ours was like Indiana Bell, which has been gone forever. Telephone telephone booth. You guys have seen, there's still some I see. You remember those? Yeah. What does it cost a quarter? Yeah. yeah, that's another Whatever story. Walt and Wanda, that when we go to the races, like back in the seventies, and we were going somewhere, and it looked like rain. You didn't have the internet. You didn't have nothing like you didn't have websites. You'd stop at a phone booth. You'd have the track phone number with you for whatever reason. Dial, put a quarter in, and you dial the track. Ask them if they're racing. Of course, it was always busy. Yeah. Right. I remember being oh, a promoter yeah. and I would just leave it on an answering machine. But before answering machines, I've seen promoters, they would just leave the phone off the hook. Let's say they canceled a race at noon or three o'clock and they or eleven o'clock in the morning. They would just leave the they leave the phone off the hook. So every time you tried to call beep, 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 be busy. <laughs> they wouldn't want to stand there and answer it if it was rained out. It's like, nope. Yeah. Sometimes you had to you had to drive to the track. I don't know how many times and they have a sign on the front gate, rained out, sorry, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But they then then answer machines came in, and I remember that. And the problem was if you had an answer machine, people could leave messages. So if somebody's mad, let's say you canceled a race and it it did or didn't rain, but it, it rained and sun was out and you canceled it. Okay. Mm -hmm. You come in on Monday and check check your messages, and they're just beating people, just going nuts, and just calling you every name in the book. And why'd you cancel? And it did, you know, the sun came out, but they don't realize it rained an inch and a half, and that morning or. But I'm telling you, promoters did leave the phone off the hook, and that's why you can't say, "Why is it always busy?" That's why, leave it off the hook. Hang on a second. You mean to tell me people used to get mad about races being canceled due to weather? Sure did. <laughs> sure did. And that the thing is, today, back then, it? they'd have to get back. It's like, let's say they left for the racetrack and they got there and you'd canceled it, whatever. And they didn't know it. Yeah. The sun's out. Oh, they're pissed. Well, they get home. They, <laughs> right. they, they had to wait till they get home to use their landline phone to call the track and leave a message. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the answering machine, the old Facebook, was the uh, what we had before. This, this was with it. cassette cassette tapes. <laughs> right. The cassette tapes. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Everybody had them oh, in their yeah. car. Everybody had them. That's how you did it, was on a oh, cassette yeah. tape, and then it all went digital, yeah. obviously. Oh, yeah. But cassette tapes, I wish I'd saved some of them because people <laughs> yeah. just sounded so stupid. That we could play some of those. Yeah. I'm oh, sure man, they sound I, as stupid as they look on, on Facebook comments too <laughs> well that's true that's true but yeah. uh you know most part i mean 
majority of fans are great and and they're wonderful and they understand, but then there's some that just don't understand nothing. But yeah, I learned that trick a long time ago is to leave the phone off the hook. That was just brilliant. I thought, and it's like, I told a promoter once I said, How, why is your phone always busy? Don't you answer it? He said, no, when I leave the track after rain out, I just leave it off the hook. Yeah. And you call it, it just be, 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 you know, like it was busy. Hardly ever could you call and get through to somebody. And then sometimes they'd lie. <coughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, they'd ask you because wherever they were calling from and it was raining. Oh, it's got to be raining there. It just came through here an hour ago. Nope. Sun's out. Whatever. <laughs> right? <laughs> Sun's out. Whatever. And then you get there and then it was not. And then you... Yep. The worst, the worst thing was when being a promoter is when the weather was cold. That's when the toughest thing is because you schedule a race in March, April, October, and it's like 40, 50 degrees. I always went by, if it was not above 50, 50 degrees or above, I didn't, I didn't race. Yeah. I'm just saying, but I had that happen a few times where it was like, I get there and it was like I had to make a decision, and it was cloudy and overcast and spitting snow or rain. It's like, and the wind's blowing out of the north, and it's like, man, this ain't worth it. So I'd cancel it, and then people get mad. I don't know. That's just the way it goes. But the worst is when they cancel it in the early morning and the sun comes out about noon. That used to happen a lot of tracks. And I get it, you know. I get it. And, and you don't, you don't know how much it's raining, but the weather, the weather channel, weather apps. I mean, I don't know how many weather chance uh, apps people have. There's like 10 or 12. I think Schwally's got 10 or 12 or something, <laughs> but um, the weather channel is either your worst enemy or your best friend, because you look at that and they show the, you know, you show the radar. You get the radar on the phone. If it's cleared out then you, and it's good crowd will come in, but if it looks like rain's coming, they're not going to leave the house. Yeah. Especially if a race is streamed live, which all of ours are. And I, and I get it, you know, I get it. Yeah. 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 A whole different uh, challenge uh, these days with all the information that's out there for racetracks. You can't, you can't just call the racetrack anymore. You could, but I'm, I'm assuming no one does. But you were right, Josh. I mean, MapQuest, I used to do that. When I, st when I started Lucas Oil, I mean, oh, yeah. that was before I had GPS. I had a flip phone for I don't know how long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did oh, upgrade. Yeah. But yeah, I'm serious. When you went to a track, you'd stop at the corner gas station and you'd ask somebody, hey, where's the racetrack at? Where's the speedway at? And they tell you, I'll just go up here, half mile, turn left. There's a sign, blah, blah, blah. And another thing was as a fan – you didn't know who was going to be there once you got to the racetrack. So it was a right. thrill in and of itself just to wait until hot laps to see who pulls out of the pits. Yeah, I, I can remember I, going and, and you're right. like, such right. and such is here. You right, know, right. Yeah, that's absolutely here. right. And you'd hear the buzz in the crowd and it'd yeah. be just great. But I talking about going to racetrack, I mean, I've been going to Ponderosa for about 50 years now. And I still get lost when I get into Junction City. I'm thinking, okay, I go over the railroad tracks, so I turn left. Yeah. I go down this one. And if I take the I took I it was just like a couple of years ago, I'm taking the wrong road and I'm ending up in I don't know where. But it's, it's like 
And it's like, man, I got to get on this one road that's got the sign on it. And for some reason, I got, I went straight instead of turning. And you got to pass the Pecker Pecker Head Grocery, Peckerwood Grocery. <laughs> yeah, Pecker. Is that what it's called? Peckerwood Grocery. Peckerwood Grocery. Yeah. Pass it. It's it's that on the left. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, that is outstanding. Like, I did not know it was called the Peckerwood. Phillips yeah. Lane, you can't miss it. It's just past 360, Peckerwood. 365 Phillips Lane. Because <laughs> I'm going and I'm thinking, I'm going to end up in Somerset or wherever in the heck else. You know, I, I don't know. It's just, but I got it handled. I got it handled. So I don't know why I've been going there forever and it just, you know. Well, nowadays I, I get lost trying to go to Burnside and somehow end up in Monticello every time, it seems like, because they changed that exit there where you get off. and Oh, they did? Yeah. Nice story. yeah, it's all they kinds of tricky. So yeah, just, uh, yeah. So always an adventure getting to the racetrack for us, even even with an iPhone. Well, the, the, the only reason I could find Lake Cumberland back in the day is that Harold Hargrove had a bunch of goats out in the – parking lot or out on the farm he had there and then there you know you was there when you saw the goats <laughs> oh my gosh that cool. is awesome get that guy we'd, we'd be in going to his office and talk to him he'd just be uh right there behind the grand i guess he's still got an i guess brandon still got a he'd just yeah, be yeah. sitting there just yeah. he had all these things he smoked he smoked all the time he'd, yeah. he'd smoke when he's upstairs and it used to be at Lake Cumberland. They had like three windows. The middle one was always, it wasn't steamed up. It was just defective. You couldn't see <laughs> out of it. You had a window to your left, a window to your right, and the middle one, forget about it. And we had a bow, the bluegrass race at Isom, Kentucky one night, mm -hmm. which is what now, Mountain Motor? I don't Mountain know. Is that Motor their Mountain Motor? Motor? Yep. I'm pretty sure Mikey Marler won it, but we were there and Boggs was Jackie Boggs was there and then Carrier and all them guys, Eddie Carrier Jr. And that they took the green flag and it was terrible. You couldn't see nothing. I'm the only the only time I saw Mikey was at the flag stand. You're sitting you're way up here anyway in the press box. So oh, you're yeah. looking down in this bowl. Yeah. The drag and I could see right. him, I could barely see him. I don't forget. I don't remember what color is the one fifty six. I don't. He, I don't think he was driving a thirty four at that time. It's still one fifty seven. I'm pretty. It was either red or something, and I could see it barely. But I could. It was the, that race should have been canceled, or something <laughs> done about it. That was way too dangerous to do that. And yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure Mikey won. You can't even see the colors. You have a wreck. I mean, good luck in making a call. And uh, this was probably before even receivers. And uh, good luck in making a call. And you get somebody hurt, and uh, you just that that would be just terrible and or worse. I mean, you know, you don't know. And uh, <laughs> it was ice in Kentucky. I'm pretty sure that yeah, was my, where it was. My biggest map quest. Bob memory was going to Mountain Motor Speedway and we went to London got on the parkway seemed like we drove forever and that place is so it's just crazy like you you get off this road in the middle of nowhere and you drop over a hill and I'm thinking there's no way they get race car haulers in this place 
And I mean, it is, it is a, it's, it's a journey to get there for sure. But some of the best memories go into, go into some of those. So to go to Lake Cumberland, you know, is it 27 or 127 to go, that went by the track, right? And you turn left there out of Somerset at Burnside, right? You don't turn, right. you don't do that anymore? You just, you just get off and you go to Somerset and go straight. But you okay. can get off at monticello there's an exit there but you just you just keep going straight and you'll run right into burnside and then you always if you get to the kingsford charcoal plant you went too far <laughs> yeah yeah Dwayne Raglan, you're right about uh, that about carter county and that that was i'm pretty sure that was um sean martin got disqualified i think richard smith ended up winning it but uh, yeah, it was dusty, and the scales were, I don't know what was going on there. And it was just <laughs> like, we just wanted to get out of there. You have those races. You know, that's like that night at Scenic, the deal with Anthony White and Doug Smith. And I was so mad. And I remember Jesse Lay's wife was up there by the Boo Charlotte. And I uh, I think it was the final heat or something. I don't know if it was a B feature or B main or whatever. And I went down there because I was listening to them on the radio. So I went down there and I, I was cussing and that's probably the only time I've, I've never cussed on air, but I was mad. She heard me. I, I was just, I was mad. I was mad at Anthony white. Cause it was like, man, you're driving through the pits. There's, there's people down there, kids probably. And what are you doing? And just acting like, you know, I don't know. But anyway, Doug Smith, I'm sure when he got out of his car, Anthony White was like, he just backed away. But I mean, like <laughs> I, I said, Doug was a big boy. Doug was about six foot, oh, I don't know, he was six foot four, six foot five, weighed about 350, I would have to guess. But just, just a gentle giant, just a super nice guy. And of course, his brother, as you see, you know, you talked about Richard. Richard had his run ins with, with some people as well. But Richard was one of those guys, you didn't want to mess with him either. I mean, that guy would, you know, He'd be running yeah. around there in his he'd be running around there in his tank top and you know he'd be <laughs> showing all of his showing yeah. all of his guns off there. Yep. And uh, you know. I remember some of those times with Richard Smith well. What Donnie would you read that? What he printed out MapQuest, ended up at a dead end in a cotton field. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, <laughs> I have GPS. Yeah, I'll have to agree with you. MapQuest times were fun, but GPS is much better. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. And still, there's you got to pay attention to it because I was coming down the – I was going somewhere there, down to Golden Isles or something, and they give you two options. And it's like, okay, you know, they always tell you this one's shorter by whatever, 30 minutes, 10 minutes or whatever. And I'm like, you know, ending up wherever. I thought I was going to end up in – South Carolina or Jacksonville, I don't know, but you know, you have that happen, but yeah, it's mm. just, yeah, it's some of these, <laughs> I always like the Google map, the, the Google earth or whatever, and you can see old racetracks or whatever. And yeah, you know, that's, that's pretty cool. But you know, it's like, it's like the one I've seen of Glasgow and it just makes you sick. Just makes you ill. Cause Another you know how track great I that saw. place was. Yeah, I know. I'm with you because actually I was looking at that the other day at Glasgow, Barron County, trying to you know see if you could tell. You can't even tell now on there where the where I can can't tell where. Well, this guy's like got in the middle, which used to be the infield, right? Like this big scrap 
whatever you what what do you want to call it just eats metal or whatever scrap scrap or whatever they call it it's like you know of course there's no grandstands there anymore right all that's gone all the buildings are gone and and i think it's the same way at bardstown is that all the i think all the buildings are gone and everything else and and then like i said that was such a nice place and and the grandstands the parking lot that everything was just really nice about it and uh, missed that one a lot and of course kentucky lake uh did races there and that was just a fantastic facility and then you know got bought and sold a few times and then the state got a hold of it and uh you know basically i think they sold what some of the lights or grandstands to vado new mexico Mm -hmm. and that stuff's out there so that lives on but uh soggy bottom that was always an interesting track because you'd have you know you go out of turn two it's like you go downhill you go downhill and then you go uphill in the three (laughs) And uh, that was always interesting. Didn't always used to have a lot of cars because there wasn't a lot of cars. Like I said, you'd have Terry English and some of the Paducah guys that ran there, but you'd have to you'd have to work hard to get drivers there to come there because it was like out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, always had a good crowd. I mean, all these races we did had really good crowds. And uh, Joe Dunbar thing, a concession and bathroom still standing, so they they got a couple buildings, but. Uh, just a sad part of what's going on in the world. Like I said, it's always the the good facilities and the good racetracks that seem to, you know, we've lost I-80 and, you know, I-30 in Arkansas and, and other places. And, uh, you know, with East Bay, if it does go away after next year's Winter Nationals, it's going to be, uh, I don't know how I'll react on the last night there next year, but, you know. I hope so. Hopefully way, something somehow. on yeah. Well, uh, us three here, we could probably, you know, get some get some stuff together and maybe make an offer on them and yeah, buy, out, Mos- buy out Mosaic, the Jimson plant, move, yeah. move, get them out of the yeah. way and probably yeah. have to pay the EPA about $10 million for cleanup. But, in, you know, but yeah, yeah, I mean, what a shame. I mean, let, let's be honest about it. I mean, East Bay's not, I mean, it's not a, it's not a Wheatland or it's not a Knoxville or an Eldora as far as facility. I mean, but you love the racing. Always oh, yeah. have. I've been going there. We've done over 100 races there, more than any other track we've ever been to. Of course, we, you know, run there six six times in one week, but it's the most races we've ever done is at East Bay, and I've done every one of them, and it's well over 100, and it's like, man, this is going to be, you know, like I said, the racing is second to none, but the facility's not, you know, but that's just part of it sometimes, and you know, Campbellsville, Kentucky, like I said, Bobby, I'd never made it down there. I'd, I was always, Terry Wilcher was announcing down there and he would come and help me at Brownstown and uh, Terry is from Campbellsville and uh, just retired from Hoosier Tire out in Mid, Hoosier Tire Mid-Atlantic. And uh, I always, he always invited me to come down and I always wanted to go, but it was a night before a big Brownstown race. And like I said, they didn't get done until two or three in the morning and I'd get home about six or seven, I'd have to get up and go to Brownstown. This guy didn't do it, and and I just so disappointed I never got to go there. Like Atomic in Tennessee, never got to go to a race there either. Yeah. So get out and get out and support these tracks. That you know, if it's not a Lucas Oil race or whatever, you know, get out and still support them. Regular shows, uh, whether it's Florence or Richmond or uh, Lake Cumberland, Ponderosa, Paducah, get out and support them and. It's like the folks at Paducah. I mean, how long was it gone? How long was it shut down? People thought yeah. it'll, it'll never reopen again, and then it does. And uh, so the, they've had good crowds there. So 
Yeah. Uh, I don't know about the rumor. Tony Stewart is linked to every trace track in the country. Trust me. Um, <laughs> so. I've, I've yeah. known Tony for 30 some years and work, you know, work for him at El Dor and, and I always talked with him and, uh, won his first ever late mall race at Brownstown in 1998. And, uh, yeah, he's been linked to every, am I right? Am I right guys? He's linked to oh, every no, race, you, you exactly race track right. comes you up for sale. He's, he's linked to it. And Tony, yeah. You know, he owns the mid three quarter midgets. Uh, he owns the All Stars. Of course, he owns Eldora, and he he was part owner in uh, Macon, and that's Chris Kearns owns that now. And that guy's got so many irons in the fire now with uh, you know yeah. his wife and drag racing, and I'm still owning a Donnie Shots and the sprint car team and whatever else, and uh, just a, just a great guy. And he 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 would help me in any way I needed if I if I wanted to get back in the uh, doing some stuff. And, uh, he's told me that, but, uh, we won't elaborate on that much. There's just a few people to know about that, but I'm content with what I'm doing now. And like I said, I, I wouldn't mind getting back in all my off Lucas oil weekends, doing some stuff, uh, locally and regionally. And I help Brownstown still quite a bit with stuff, but, uh, you know, we'll just seek. I mean, this Northern all-star deal. I mean, I've got, I've talked to about 20, 25 guys. I mean, they would follow me, whatever I did. If I ran three or four races, they'd be at every one of them. And I feel confident mm-hmm. about Bluegrass, if we could do that again, that I could get the 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 guys in Indiana and Kentucky to, to do what I do to, to help me out and, and to follow this and put on a show. And I know what these guys can do. And, and even Josh Rice. I mean, yeah. Josh Rice and, Jer- and James, his brother, and, and those guys, Robbie Hensley, Landrum, as I said, and uh, – They would come and support me, and uh, you know uh, the the Chamberlains and people like that, and and all the Brownstown guys, and you know, and and an off Lucas all weekend. I mean, Hudson O'Neill told me he could find a ride, and you got Ricky Thornton, Spencer Hughes, who the whose car owner lives just down the road from me, so in Indiana. So I know those guys would come and run. And support what I'm doing, and and again, that's that's all on off Lucas or Wiggins. Like I said, there's just not very many opportunities once the season gets going, especially when you get from, you know, the end of April through October. It's very difficult, and you know, like I said, you try to run something in March or early April. You always have weather issues, and uh, yeah. just sometimes it works out if it's good. If the weather's good, then you just like the icebreaker at Brownstown. If you get a, if you can hit on a sixty degree day, you're gonna, it's, uh, they're gonna be doing really well, which they have before. But we'll mm-hmm. just have to see how that goes on. It's like the Spring Fifty at Florence, you know, and that was Bob sanctioned for a while, and Northern All Stars as well, and uh, yeah. always good to go there. You have big car count, but uh, you know, March the eleventh, that's awful early. <laughs> that's yeah, awful early, and you, and you don't know, and and you don't want to. <laughs> You know, just just hope Josh gets it in. He has good weather, and and uh, it's a good show, and I know it will be. But uh, we always like going to Florence, and like I said, you know, having a Bob Speed Week sometime that would be pretty cool. It, it you just have to. It's a lot of work, and uh, you know, uh, just to bring it back, I think would bring a lot of a lot of people out of the woodwork. Oh, and it would it would bring yeah. so much joy, man, and and uh, we would love it. I tell you that much. I think it would. It would it would be a big deal for well this is like this I mean, like I said the other night on the broadcast John Gill and I've been working with him on some stuff and if he gets things together he's going to run he's going to run a lot of he's going to run all the Florence and Brownstown biggies if things come together and it's looking like it will and he, John Gill 
John Gill at Florence and Brownstown. I mean, he's probably the most popular driver ever to run Brownstown. I mean, I don't think there's any yeah. doubt about it. And and Florence, he always did well. And he, when he come, yeah, and he'd run great at Campbellsville and Bardstown and all that when he when he was. Uh, but that guy there, there's a he's got a ton of fans still. Oh yeah, yeah. Even oh, though yeah. he had run, yeah. he had run until he ran All Tech last uh, December, but he, that guy there can still put people in the stands, and and I hope. He gets a competitive car and he can, and he can run up front. We'll just have to see. And that, yeah, that yeah. would be, that would thrill me more than, you know, and, and even Don O'Neill and, you know, Mike, those guys would race. Jim Curry, he's going to be idiot. He would, Dre Godsey, those guys, they would run yeah. if they, oh, yeah. if they, if they, if they would still do it. I'm, I'm, I wonder come if to the track all the time. Bluegrass came back. I wonder how many people would build some cars. Some of these just guys that back. we've talked about. Wouldn't surprise me completely. Well, like I said, you, you don't have to have a forty or fifty thousand dollar engine to come run at this stuff. I mean, you don't yeah. need that to go run Ponderosa or Lake Cumberland or Richmond or whatever. And uh, you know, like I said, you can go on Marketplace or Facebook. There's guys got open motors for sale all the time that have been refreshing or whatever for I don't know, 12, 15,000. And that's good enough. That's all you need at some of the, you don't, if you're not going to go to, they, most of them don't even go to Eldora anymore. That's where you need, you know, you know, they don't go there. Uh, and, you know, that's okay for them. You know, I mean, you used to go to Eldora, you'd have 30 plus cars from Brownstown and Florence. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You'd have 30 plus cars from there every time you run open the gates at Eldora. For the, especially the World 100, obviously, but and that's not the case anymore. And uh, a regular Saturday night racers is very different. And now that they're running the format that they do, which is three nights, it makes it even, you know, it's still a working, you know, guys still have full-time job. You guys still got to support their families and all that. So, uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm not saying a Timmy Yeager. I mean, we've seen Victor Lee in a late model. I think Tyrell Todd still has a late model, but he told yeah. me, you know, that, you know, his kids are in sports, you know, they're older. And, 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 you know, when he was racing, he wasn't married, didn't even have a family, you know, his mom and dad was with him all the time. And that was great. And, uh, you know, to see a Whitney McCreary or, you know, a guy, a Mike Holly or somebody like that, the deep brothers, you know, yeah. they, you know, that would be awesome. But, you know, I think with Bardstown closing, that hurt, you know, a lot, especially like the neat brothers and, and all that, but uh, not running, but, you know, it is what it is, and, uh, you know, we just got to go from there and see see if we can make it work. Like I said, I said Bobby Carrier Jr. coming back. I'm thinking he's running a crate, but, you yeah. know, but I, I don't know. And, of course, we lost Johnny Wheeler, and he passed away. And, and, and I would say, you know, if he was still alive, he might be still racing. No, he'd probably you know, still be racing, yeah. He'd be about 58, 59, same age as I am, and, and uh, that would be that would have been awesome. And, and uh, you know, you still got – you know, there's still enough around. I think you can, you know, I'm sure you could get a Mike Marler. I mean, you could get a Mike Marler oh, come sure. run with you quite a bit, you know, yeah. and, and all that. So, you know, and you got Cameron Marler and Skyler. I think, you know, you could get all them. Heck, you might even get their dad to come out. He's running what a street stock or whatever yeah. and Probably get him so. to come out. But, you know, that would be pretty cool, you know, to mm. see. But, uh, you know, I mean, you never know. You had guys in Tennessee that come up and race there in northern Tennessee, and that's, you know, that's you know, that's what I miss about 
some of that. And you had a lot of guys in that area, but you know, some oh, of them yeah. are running crates now or they're not even running, but I think there's enough around that you could, I mean, you got like even like a Tanner English, you know, in an off weekend from whatever mm-hmm. he's going to do this year. And you, you could have him come over and run and he always likes running Ponderosa and stuff like that. So or uh, Terry, like I said, the guys at Florence, huh? Terry, Terry English. He's ran a few races. Terry still got a car. I talked to him the other day about it. He's crew chief and for Tanner for a while until they find a crew chief. But Terry, yeah, Terry, you know, he'd come over and, you know, he'd come over and run some. I'm yeah. sure if he if he could and if Tanner wasn't running or whatever, mm-hmm. um, but um, like I said, the guys at Florence, you know, Josh and James Rice would be, you know, they'd be supportive of uh, Bow the Bluegrass stuff like that. Might even get Jerry Rice, did their dad, to come yeah. out and run. Oh so, yeah, you know, but then you got guys like Hensley. Hensley owns his own business and he's very successful at that. And maybe a, a Trevor Landrum. I mean, Steve Landrum ran a lot with us at, at uh-huh. Bardstown. And, on, of course, we had Rick Corbin back in the day. Rick Corbin ran a lot of Bob races. I think he won one. Mm-hmm. And, he uh, yeah, he won one. And uh, Chris, you mentioned Chris Combs, yeah. Uh, Chris Combs, I think, still has a car. Yep. You know, does. he's working at Tim Short Auto Group there and, and all it that. It looks and, the same. And, and, like I said, you could uh, Dustin Linville. I mean, a Dustin Linville will be at this, this would be perfect for a guy like Dustin Linville. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, he, he, he goes to about Florence and Brownstown's about as far as he goes. And then – you know he's got a crate also, but he could he's he could run that super sum. And I know David Webb. I think he still has one uh, yeah. late model. He didn't run much last year, but he got a late start. And uh, you know that's uh, that's a good guy there to have. You know, I think I think talking to talking to John Webb, David's brother. He uh, I think they've got some uh, new Longhorns and new Pro Pires maybe in the works for this year. Well, they sold. They had a rocket. They had a rocket that they'd run a few times. They sold it to Zach Blackwood up in Indiana. He's running a. Uh-huh. He's running a lot more this year, and that's another guy that could come down and run some with us. You know, besides the guys, you know, all those guys in Indiana. But uh, yeah, Zach Blackwood and and Dave, David Webb, and you know, uh, heck, Robert Earl will come back. Bring, but, hey, yeah. just just take the forty four and let's run it and let's see what yeah, happens. Right. Yes. You know, so heck, it's we may even get good. Jeff and Eddie Herod back in, and maybe they put Joey Kramer, Joe, Joey Kramer, back in the car or something. Yeah, I was at Florence one night, and they won a race there, and it was like thirty degrees. I left before the feature, and he that was his. I think that was his first late model win was there when he was driving for him. I think he made the world winner with it, Jeff and Eddie, and, and they're in Frankfurt, and of course, you had Michael Michael Wooldridge. You had you had you know Michael Wooldridge race for a long time. Um. Yeah. You know, a lot, a lot of guys like that. Like I mentioned, Jeff Coulter, uh, Jeff Knapper. Of course, Jeff Knapper passed away last year, but he was a good guy and a uh, really good guy. And his dad, Dale, owned cars for many years. And just the just the great drivers. That, like I said, you, you talked about Butterball and Fats and Ricky Spaulding, uh, people like that. That uh, David Spear, of course, for many years and uh, was just outstanding. And, uh, man, I tell you, you it's – it's uh, and there's a lot of guys still around that uh, you know, like you said, Mike Holly. I don't, I don't even know what happened to him and uh, what is he's doing now. But um, I have no idea. Yeah. yeah, he's a good guy. Like I said, they're all good guys to me. Uh, they've all always treated me good, and I try to treat them good and talk good about them. I always tell guys, let's like down here. It's like give me something to talk about. Give Dustin and I something to talk about, and they said <laughs> they will try, and they do, and. Uh, you hate to see people like Jimmy Owens and all them struggle. Yeah. Um, I know he's he run Friday and Saturday and next week, but, um, you know, you want to see a guy like that who's, who's done so good and, and 
you know, even a Scott Bloomquist, uh, you know, you just, you just he's going to have surgery here coming up. And and I talked to him the other night, and hopefully he'll get everything right with his leg. It's just still going numb on him and his foot, and you just can't, you just can't, you know, just can't get the feel for it. And he's good as we seen like Eldor. He said on the pole for the 50th World Cup, he's good for about 25 laps, and then after that. Yeah. It just all goes away. And uh man, you hate to see that, but you really do. But uh but you know, you Billy Moyer, you know, like I've said before, just hope he never retires. I mean, it may be a day he will, and but I think he still enjoys it. You go for it. And like uh, John Gill, I mean, John Gill wanted to do full time Lucas Oil this year. I mean, uh they was hoping to get everything together. They just got a late start on it. They're gonna build for this year get some sponsorship hopefully and they can do this and uh you know that that guy there he could sell a lot of shirts and yeah, bring a lot could. of fans to the racetrack you know and uh, yeah. i think don only is pretty much settled that he's not going to run anymore but you never know you can't never say never you and, never know how much uh, fun would that be to see to see him come back out and like you well said, to see you him and hudson know. on the track of the same day yeah, that would be pretty cool <laughs> and it's happened before and yeah. uh you know that would be that would be pretty good to see but uh, yeah, I mean that. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be uh, just pretty awesome. But uh, you know, I hope a guy like a Daryl Lanigan. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't. I, I don't know. You know, I think his full time days are probably over. And, and he he prefers. You know, he just he's you know he's taking it easy and taking life easy and doing what he's doing. And you know, if he wants to race every once in a while, that's fine. You know, and uh, seeing him at the track always uh, always. Uh, Always good. So, you know. Yeah. I'm sure we forgot somebody, but. <laughs> but Steve Cornelius well, is the guy that, that was, yeah, this let us know and, uh, you know, all that. So we're going on three hours. What a fun show. We are going to. longer than my Hall of Fame speech by far. <laughs> I can't. My camera battery just died, so I'm I'm frozen. Are you here. serious? This is too bad. We're gonna have to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> three, three hours in, my camera said, "Forget you guys. We're not. I'm not. I'm not hanging in there anymore." You look like Ben Shelton on the broadcast there, and I only yeah. lost his microphone was not yeah. working, and it's just like a steel frame. Yeah, I noticed that, Josh. You hadn't moved for a while. I'm not. Can you blink your eyes for me? Make I, sure you're still. I awake. can't. <laughs> Can't do it, man. I'm sorry. Though. So this yeah. will be will this be replayed? So people that met two hours and forty two minutes, we've been on this thing. It will be available yeah. on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the podcast platforms. It'll be available on Facebook. So plenty of plenty of opportunities for people to. I to should catch talk it. to Michael Rigsby. We need to get it on Flow or something. <laughs> yes, that, that, yeah, that yeah. wouldn't that be something? We would, we would absolutely enjoy seeing it on Flow. <laughs> yes. Are you being serious, or you're 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 just messing with me? No, no. He likes no, you, no. doesn't he? Don't you know him? Everybody well, knows Rigsby, don't they? I talked to yeah, I talked to Todd Turner a lot back when I first started dirt Todd racing in bluegrass. In fact, he used to get his results from a lot of the tracks from me, and when stuff would go on, he would ask me, "Hey, Josh, is this is this is this real? Is this true?" I never did know Rigsby uh, personally, but. But I, I kind of worked with. Todd him. Turner's the man. I mean, he's from Louisville, and I and uh, he. Turner's a good one. He he's I've known him a long, long time, and uh, probably thirty years, I would guess. But yeah, he's uh, he does a great job. Always enjoyed talking to him. We always we always talk about the old times and you know drivers and and race tracks and races and all that. So you know, 
Good guy. One of the best. Yes, for sure. Yep. Yep. They all are. And I'm still not moving, guys, so don't worry. I'm still right <laughs> doing here. fine. <laughs> I wish I had hair like that. <laughs> but no, I hope I hope the people watching, I hope they 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 liked it and, and loved it and uh, brought back a lot of memories for a lot of people. And there's youngsters thinking, who's this guy talking about? And now, you know, a little bit of history just – just talk to us. I know Spanky. I wish Spanky would have been on tonight. Spanky would have gave, gave, gave some great analogies of stuff that's happened. And he's been around a long time and does a great job and good friend. And uh, like I said, hopefully we can get him in the National Dirt Lame Hall of Fame someday. He deserves that. Spanky. Spanky. Spanky, just, just top just top notch. Yes. Uh, top notch announcer, top notch human being. And uh, it's always good to see him and his son, Jake, at the racetrack. And he come to Brownstown years ago and, and uh, all that. And yeah, Tim, Tim Sharp, uh, Lisa Buckman over the years. And like I said, Noel and Chris and Alan Tilly and, and, and everybody that, uh, you know, uh, was such an integral part of all of this. Amy and Dwayne Ragland and uh, Frank Revel later on, Frank Revel there in uh, Richmond and, and all the promoters that we ran across and uh, you know, David Farrell and, you know, all of that and uh, just, uh, just good times. And, um, but you never know, you know, you never know what could happen. And I think, uh, whether we do Northern all-stars or battle the bluegrass on my off Lucas all weekends, you never know what could pop up and we'll see what happens. I like that. You never know. That's exactly right. You what never you know. Think? I mean, I feel like that I've got a lot of years left. I don't plan to retire. Probably never. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, just want to, want to give back to the sport more than, you know, I've given a lot and, and I appreciate everybody's support over the years and without the fans and without the drivers, I would, you know, I wouldn't be doing this. And, uh, long as I enjoy doing it and I'm stay healthy and, uh, uh, just keep on trucking, as I say, and uh, we'll go from there then. Can you imagine well, me talking to John Gill and Victory Lane at Brownstown one night? Would oh, that be man. that would just be, be awesome? And I promise that you know I did Don O'Neill's interview like 30 years ago when he won his first one of his first big races, and I'm out there wearing. I don't guess we had a dress code at Brownstown, and I'm wearing my Richard Simmons shorts. If you know if you know who Richard <laughs> Simmons is, and it is short shorts and like a t-shirt. It's like oh man, I used to like it back in the day at Brownstown when I had all white, I had white pants and a white shirt. You know, racetracks used to have that. I used to have white pants, red shirt, a lot of them. But I used to like the all white. That was very nice in this in the summertime. But that was pretty cool. I looked like Colonel Sanders. <laughs> oh, I, I I would imagine white, all white would be. Well, fun. you guys, you're from Kentucky, both of you, right? I was in a KFC here in uh, Lake City, eating lunch, and I noticed up on Watson. Of course, he whenever he, Harlan Sanders from was he from Corbin. Kentucky. And it said, it said, had this sign up and I had never seen this before. Of course he was a Kentucky Colonel and that's where he got colonels. He said he was like 178. This, I don't know where this come from. He was 178 votes from being a Senator in Kentucky. Wow. So it could have been Senator Colonel. It could, it, it wouldn't have been Colonel Sanders. It'd been Senator Sanders chick. Yeah. 
And I also didn't know that he went to high school with Mitch McConnell. But it's just that's another story. I'm just kidding on that. But that's <laughs> you know how old the, Mitch is. The history lesson we're getting on here. Do you know how how old is Mitch? Uh, 175, I think. Well, I, they might have went to high school together, Colonel yeah. Sanders and Mitch McConnell. It wouldn't surprise me one bit. You could have had you could have had Colonel Sanders as the uh, majority leader. Was was. Was McConnell majority leader, right? Senate leader, uh, whatever he was. Something. Man, I hope Colonel Sanders don't have any uh, top secret documents anywhere. I hope not. He is oh, in trouble man. if he does. That stuff. How does this happen? If that's you and I, we're thrown in prison for throw away the key, right? I mean, yeah. I don't know. That is right. Yep. Yeah, they they're still find, finding more. They will find know. that secret recipe if they have a chance. I guarantee. Well, you that. that just, just don't give it to anybody in government, right? I mean, uh, gee, many Christmas. It won't be a secret anymore. It's not going to be in a file cabin in somebody's parents' basement somewhere for the secret recipe, yeah. We will know the 11 herbs and spices. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, so I, I see your your everybody Calipari is is back in good graces, right? I'm just, just changing the subject. I'm sorry to keep you guys late. Uh, he he is he is for the, for now. Uh, we're not sure about this weekend. We'll see how the game goes. But for now, yeah, he's he's in good graces. Well, I remember he went to the stretch here and he was losing. And it was like they need to fire him and they need he needs to go to Texas and they take out the guy that had the sign and rep and and all this and and you know I'm from Indiana Kentucky. I mean those are just basketball states. I mean Kentucky. Yeah. That's what you guys. I mean I I appreciate all that. I go back to Adolph Rupp and you know Joe B Hall and you know the you know Eddie Sutton Eddie Sutton. Um, but anyway, uh, who was the guy after, before Calipari? Billy Gillespie. Yes. Oh, they got rid of him, didn't they? Yeah, they got rid of him. Patino, you still miss Patino and Tubby? Oh, we miss Patino. Oh, yeah. We love him and we hate him at the same time. But they don't like him in Louisville anymore. No, they, they don't, don't like, him, like in him in Louisville. They're still – ooh, they're struggling. But, yeah, you can – I mean, Calipari, uh, I mean, it's like people – I mean, he's got a lifetime contract. People are going nuts on – and we've turned this into a U.K. talk show. Yeah, the whole issue with him is he's got that lifetime contract, so they can't fire him. They they can't afford to fire him. I don't think they would want to. I can't imagine a better coach for the job. I know he struggled, but they couldn't fire him if they wanted to. And I well, think that drives fans crazy. Well, the one and done, and I mean, he was so good at that, and he wins a national title, and 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 all these guys go to the NBA, million multi millionaires, and it's just tailed off here the last, you know, and it's just so tough. Everybody's got good players. Uh, the SEC used to be, I mean, it used to be all UK. I mean, they just dominated and then, you know, everybody's gotten better. Tennessee's better. Everybody's better that, you know, Alabama's good and, and all that. And, uh, yeah, just to see people get upset about it. It's like, man, they thought this guy was a God forever. You know, this guy's the second coming of Adolf Ruff and then Adolf Ruff and, uh, and they're wanting to get rid of him. I remember a few years ago when he flirted with UCLA, UCLA was thinking about hiring him and he's, thinking that they can't pay him what they're getting in the UK. So then UK gives him a lifetime contract. And now a couple of years later, it's like, get this guy out of here. You know, it's like, what do you, <laughs> well, what do you want to do? Basketball has Who are you going to get so to replace him? Who are you going to get to replace him? You're yeah. going to get another Billy Gillespie that, that did nothing. But and what are you going to do? I mean, uh, you're not going to get Bill Self. You're not going to get, you know, people like that. I, I don't know. 
you know, I just uh, let yeah, it ride yeah. out and you, you know, you get in the tournament and you never know what could happen. But if you go out yeah. in the first round, it's just like in Indiana. I mean, you know, uh, Woodson's doing a good job. They lost last night. They had won five in a row. And they were, before that, they had lost like three or four in a row, and everybody's wanting to run him out of town. And we, we, you know, he's a Bob Knight protege, and we don't, we, we need somebody else. We need Steve Alford. We need somebody else. And, uh, and then they win five in a row, and he's like, you know, he's like Bob Knight, you know, he's like, <laughs> yeah. But I know oh, what you guys were saying about you. You remember that UCLA thing, and it's like when UCLA oh, yeah. was when they let Alford go, and it's like. Oh man, Calipari, that'd be a perfect fit. Los Angeles, yeah. all this, and and he wasn't going to go back to the NBA. But it's like, you know, Indiana back in the eighties when when Bob Knight, you know, he was you know, he was top of the line, obviously top king of the hill there, and he was going to leave for New Mexico. Rick Gallus, who owned uh, Allenzer Junior's IndyCar, he's he's a big New Mexico University supporter. He flew a jet into Indianapolis to pick Bobby Knight up to take him to New Mexico to become the next coach at New Mexico. And you thought that, oh, my gosh, that they, I mean, that people around there went nuts. Yeah. And this was like a year or two before he won his last title, his third title in 87, and people were just sick about it. said, no, this can't be happening. Well, it didn't happen. He stayed. Yeah. And, uh you know, I don't know. I mean, well, college basketball has changed so much over the last, I mean, 15 years ago, you didn't have one and dones. And I think if you look just across the college landscape, it's different everywhere. No one dominates year after well, year. Well, yeah, players are staying more. I mean, when when he was getting, when Calipari was getting the Anthony Davises and the, you know, the Carl Anthony Towns and people like that. Yeah, they were one and done, and then they go off, and they're a top draft pick, and they're rich forever, you know. And uh, But everybody – I mean, Duke wasn't even doing it. I mean, you know, Duke, Duke North Carolina, I mean, they were keeping – and then Krzyzewski goes and gets the one and dones, and now everybody's doing it. Yeah. But they're staying, staying more and more, but everybody's got good players. Everybody's got good players. Yeah. So it ain't like it used to be where you guys could go – other than, you know, some of these top-of-the-line SEC teams now and just pound on them all the time, win by 20, 30 points. And, you know, you go to Final Fours year after year and you win a title every so often. But, man, it's just tough. And, uh, you know, like I say, it's uh, it's changed forever. It, it's kind of you know, when you you can you know you can count on a guy stay there three or four years. A lot of schools, you know, you got to know them, you got to know everything about them, and you know they're there for a cup of coffee, and you know <laughs> they're gone. You know, yeah. But I I appreciate the passion. I still wish, and I don't know why that I Indiana doesn't play Kentucky and everybody. Well, Kentucky, yeah, probably for a while there. Other than when Crean had some good teams at IU, I mean, and we. We've beaten Kentucky, I don't know, like two out of the last three times or something we played them. But that is a, just a great rivalry that unfortunately don't happen. And that, that was so cool and great. And, man, people people were all wound up. But but now you got Louisville and Kentucky, and that's nothing. Yeah. That's nothing. I mean, Louisville just dropped off the map. I mean, let's be honest about it. And Yeah, I think Kentucky's won go. like 13 out of the last 14 against Louisville or something like that. I mean – it's just been such a dominated series, but I well, how great was that when 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 Patino goes from Kentucky to and he's at Louisville and then man that was good stuff. Oh, it was good that was stuff. darn good stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. You no know, kidding. And, and but Patino, you also had that Indiana series, you know, uh, and like that was fun. 
The Kentucky well, and Indiana series, I mean. I think they're going to do it again at some point. But Calipari was like, yeah, you know, we don't – he don't understand all the, you know, the history of that, obviously. But, you know, uh, that that would be great. And, yeah, I know Indiana's had its down years. There's no question about it. And and they're, they're on the rebound. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Uh you know, what's Calipari, 62, whatever. So, I mean, you know, um, lifetime contract. I mean, you just it's like Nick Saban at Alabama. Eventually you just get tired of <laughs> expectations. I mean, they know what going into it. That's why they signed up for her. Mm-hmm. They know the expectations. Alabama's expected to win the college football playoff every year. UK's expected to go to the Final Four and contend for a title every year, and it hasn't yeah. been happening. And it's just, you know – I don't know. That's to be expected. That's, you know, that's what fans, they just, you know, but uh, and I'd like to be Nick Saban, though. I mean, now you got Georgia, who yeah. the guy that coaches Georgia used to coach with you, and now this guy, now Georgia's dominating, so, you know. Yeah, no that that uh, that wouldn't that wouldn't be easy. That's for sure. But I don't think Nick Saban's done either. I I think he's. Uh, we haven't heard the last of Nick Saban. Well, I'm telling you what. What if they would have gotten a college football playoff? What if they, and they lost two games at the very end on mm-hmm. the road? If yeah. they win just one of them, they're in, and they could they could very well. It could have been Georgia yeah. and Alabama, and they could and Alabama would have given them everything they wanted, and who knows, they probably would have won, and maybe would have won. But I don't. The SEC in football is just you're going to have in football probably in three or four years. You may be down only two or three conferences. I mean, you you'll have the Big Ten, the SEC, and maybe the Big Twelve, the Pac Ten, the Pac Twelve. You know, UCLA, USC is going to the Big Ten, which don't seem that seems just crazy as heck. And what do you have Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC right next year? Is that correct? And they don't they don't care about basketball these right. college presidents it's, it's all about football and the millions they bring in and i get it by yep. far more than basketball so mm-hmm. there you have it yeah. we solved all the world problems well i tell you what wes if it doesn't work out with dirt racing kentucky sports radio better look out because we're coming for them right well that and you guys <laughs> if i elect to, if i 2024 all right. It's still an open proposition what I'm going to do if I'm going to run for president or not. So I want you guys on my ticket. Well, it might be if elected, I will not run. But I'm, I'm a man of the people like you guys are, right. you know, so yeah. you never know. You never know. And I tell you but what, if you decide we're going to make dirt that, track racing great again, that is, that's there's no doing. doubt if there's one thing that's certain, it's it's that. And if you decide to bring back Battle of the Bluegrass or Northern All-Stars, count us in. Absolutely. I'm going to need some help. I'm going to have to have some uh, advisors. I don't know. I'll be all right. I'm not going anywhere. I'm stuck right here. (laughs) I know where to get a hold of you at. (laughs) I just need to friend you on Facebook because I'm at my limit. I've probably got 5,000 people in waiting. I know. I know. I went through my friends list the other day, and there's people that I, there's people on there I don't even know who they are, Get you know. And most of them either I went to school with or um, friends through racing. I've known them through racing forever, and, and and unfortunately there's some that have passed away that were still on there that I 
that I took off, but you know, as soon as I take off five or six, then, you know, I, I get somebody added back on, but I got a whole waiting list. So it's like, you know, yeah. I, I don't know what else to say, but you know, we'll get, I'll get to you guys eventually, but you might have to start another, you could have two Facebooks, just call it. Can I, have to, I don't think they allow that. I don't think they allow you have two Facebook pages, right? Could, I can start a battle. James blue. Essex two. Yeah. 2.0. Yeah, 2.0. Yeah. James Essex 2024. Just call it that. We'll know. <laughs> I, I could be. Yeah. Could be. They just need to let you have 10,000 friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can't they increase that limit? You get the blue check mark, I think. That's what they need to do. I thought that was on Twitter. I thought e Elon Musk was giving you a certified that you're certified. Is that true? I, I get phone is. calls now that says it's certified. Now, when did that start happening? What's that about? I don't know. I, have no idea. I get a call from somebody that I don't have in my phone. I mean, like I said, I'm in sales. I got customers calling, but I, but I don't know who this is. It's calling sometimes it's scammers. We all get scam calls. And it's like, it says it's certified. It's like, how the hell do I know that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like on Twitter, you're certified. So Elon's yeah. like. Well, the crazy thing about Twitter now is that you actually pay for the check mark. Like used to, you only got it if you were celebrity or or needed it. But now you just pay Twitter and they give you the. the How much the are you talking about? I'm not paying them nothing. I think it's like twenty eight dollars a month or so. I don't know. I heard I think twenty eight dollars a month. You get the blue check mark and. Yeah. <laughs> what, what for that you're certified? Yep. And this certified is a guy that this is a guy that runs Tesla that lost. Uh, hundreds of millions of dollars last year, right? Is that yep. is that what I heard? He locked people out of Twitter. He, he put chains on the doors, and they weren't allowed to come to work. Yeah, Crazy. plus the blue check marks. Imagine the Gary, person being. Hey, a look, Gary Yeager he says, "Super good show." He's got to go to bed. <laughs> well, I'll do too. A good thing I don't have a race tomorrow. I'm sleeping. Gary Yeager, good to hear from you. Yeah. Anything else? There's nothing else to talk about, is there? I don't think I don't know if we've got anything else at all. We'll uh, come we've back covered it time. all. I'm telling yeah. you, we have absolutely covered it all. Battle of the Bluegrass, uh, UKIU basketball, dirt racing legends, dirt racing legends. That's right. making dirt racing. That's going to be my motto when Twitter. I run for president in 2020. Making dirt racing great again, and it's to me, it's always been great. Yeah, we talk about the good old days, but I mean, there was good times then, and and there still are good times. There's still very good races, and uh, that's what it's all about. And uh, I appreciate you guys having me on tonight, talking about the Bob series. Very special to me, uh, obviously being being in on the groundwork on it. And I'll never forget that first meeting we had at Wayne Bowen's Racing Supply in Harrodsburg, Kentucky, and the turnout. I mean, it was just not only drivers, promoters, fans, they were standing. I mean, they were everywhere and they were excited for this. They said, this has been needed for a long time. And then we hope, you know, what did we do? Seven years. And I did what three or four of those and, and three of them at least. And, 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 um, the return, as you'd say there, you never know. Yeah. yeah, you never know. I'm with you. I'm excited well, would Paul, about it. Whatever well, would it is. Paul, Paul Harvey, the rest of the story, the and it's, not, story. it's yet to be written. Yeah. And uh, we'll see what happens. And I do need to do a book, but, uh, you know, I don't know. Get with Argo. I could do a book. Dave can help you out with that. Yeah. Dave can help. 
know Dave very well. Miss Dave, miss, miss seeing Dave at the track, and he did a great job. And uh, it's it's great working with Dustin and Ben, and, and we try to do our best. Yeah, we like to have fun. Uh, we're fans, just like we always say, like you guys are and everybody else is. And uh, we just – it's the drivers put on the show, and we just talk about it. And, yeah, you absolutely. know, uh, that's what it's all about. And, unfortunately, there's some announcers they think, you know, I've never been that way, and I've always been humble. I know those guys have too. Uh, Spanky's the same way. We've all been humble. We thank everybody for their support. And, yes. uh, you know, and it's tough to – and, it, you know, it's – you have to you have to sell snow to an ex Eskimo sometimes. I mean, seriously, you have some not so exciting racing, but you have to make it that yeah. way, you know. So, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, you're the best. Hey, I do want to remind it. We we went from over a hundred. We're we're dropping off here, but I want to remind everybody next week on the podcast uh, um, Wednesday night. That'll be February eighth. Uh, we're gonna have a champions edition of the return of the Battle of the Bluegrass series. We're going to have Victor Lee on here, three-time uh, Battle of the Bluegrass Dirt Car Series champion. Uh, Mike Marler, I believe we're going to be able to get him on here the same night. Uh, we're, we're still working out the final details on that. We'll have two of those, two parts. Uh, we'll, we'll follow that up the following week with another Champions Edition. We're going to have Tungit and, and Andy Carrier Jr. on as well. So At the same time. Fun. you got to do it at the time. same time. That would be awesome. Yeah. We tried. Tim we tried to have you and Spunky on tonight at the same time. And yeah, Spunky I know. Had to call the, the girls and boys basketball game. Yeah, that would have been there. awesome. And, and Spanky just, like I said, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I just wish that that could have happened. But he's, you know, he's got other things going on, and and I, the darn weather down there and it, up there in Kentucky is. I, <laughs> I'm in Florida. I can say up there. It's like. Yeah. Yeah, it's like 80 degrees today. I don't mean to say yeah. nothing. And it's oh, supposed to rain man, Friday, yeah. but I, I don't know. Yeah, next <laughs> week at East Bay looks like upper 70s, low 80s every day. Oh. I think the highest percentage chance of a rain was like uh, 24%. So, well, But we'll catch everybody this weekend, Mav TV on Flow Racing. We hope everybody tunes in if you don't have a subscription. That's 150 bucks. I mean, you think about it. We've got 56 Lucas races. You got all the Castro Flow Racing, not in America race. You got all the USAC stuff and all kinds of stuff. Great money. Good stuff. Right yeah, well worth the money for sure. I love Heck it. Yeah. I'm glad we Heck have yeah. it. You know, like it's it's a great, it's a great thing for racing fans. Uh, we can be everywhere. And uh <laughs> you it's can definitely be everywhere. In anywhere at the same time. Um, so but yeah. Love it. Well, James, thank you so much for joining Thanks, us. Thanks, guys. Here. Sorry, I went three hours and six minutes. That is a new record. Hey, that's a new record for racing. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a definitely a new record <laughs> for us. But we appreciate you coming on. It's it's been an absolute blast. Hope we can do it again sometime. Well, Josh and Wes, you guys, uh, you know, I appreciate the invite, and and you guys keep up the good work. And like I said, as soon as I know something, if we decide to do something again on my off Lucas weekends. Uh, you guys will know, and uh, we'll go from there. Then maybe we can get back on the show. And but uh, I, I'm going to watch this Eddie Carrier Jr. Tim Tungit broadcast here <laughs> coming up. You said that's in a few weeks. Yeah, it'll be February. 15th. I want to see that. Yeah, I got yeah. Uh, Victor. I love the. I love Victor. I see Victor. And who else did you say? Um, what about Aaron Hatton? You going to get him? Mike Jewell. Marler. We couldn't get a hold of Marler. Mike Jewell. Uh, if yeah, you could help I'll us out with that, if I got. Was. I got all the info. You know, I got his hotline. 
Let's oh just man, say that much. Oh, there we go. It's uh, not we, a landline. Think, it's not a landline. About calling the Jules TV service, Wes and I talked about. Said, you know what? Well, Southern that's Indiana his, his brother. Indiana. I don't know. I don't know if that's still around or not. I don't think so. But that's his brother, Steve. Oh, yeah, Steve on that there in Scottsburg, and uh, but I got, I got, all, I got his hotline. Okay. He might right. still have a landline. I'm just kidding, but he, he might. That's the thought about I that. I don't know, but no, he's he's one of the best guys. Huh? It don't matter if he's got a landline. We just want to have him on the show. <laughs> yeah, landline or not, we, we said we will drive to Scottsburg to talk yeah. to Mike Jewel. Well, it's we not that to. far. It's not that far. No, it's not far. I'll get that info to you. Okay. Awesome. I don't think he has email or nothing like that, but. <laughs> I know. I mean, like, seriously, I've wondered about that. We might really need to drive to Scottsburg, which would be totally worth it. Well, I think I think he's probably still on MySpace. So I don't think he's. Been, he I don't think he has a, his wife has a Facebook page, but I don't know if he has. But I don't know. That's okay. okay. That's why I was Earl Pearson Jr. Like years ago, we was talking about stuff. He said, "We talking about computers and all this stuff." He said, "I don't even know how to turn a computer on." <laughs> let alone use one. <laughs> well, everybody have a good night. If you're watching from your palatial estates in Kentucky and Indiana and all over the country, you ever hope the weather's good. Hope the weather is everybody be safe out there and tune in to, to MAV TV on flow Friday night. We'll give you the lowdown and we're going to talk about Josh and Wes. And we're going to, we're going to, we always talk about the Bob series as you guys well know. So, and we'll have Eddie Carrier Jr. On the track. So that gives us even more reason and Tyrell oh, Todd's a sponsor. There, we there you go. go. Yes, yeah. sounds good. Get, get, All get, right. We need to we need to get Tim Tunga. <laughs> All right, Tim Tunga will be in East Bay. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Thanks everybody right. for watching. Thanks. We'll see. Wes you and Josh, races. keep we'll up the good work. TV. We'll see you later. All right. See you. See you. Thank you.